Good morning and welcome to Kingdom Testimonies. Uh, today is Friday, September 3rd, 2021. On Monday, uh, September 6th, which is also Labor Day, we're going to be starting at sunset Rosh Hashanah, which is also known as the Feast of Trumpets. Um, Rosh Hashanah in Hebrew means head of the year and it's the Jewish New Year. Okay, I wanted to kind of go over what Rosh Hashanah means for Christians, but first I'm going to start in Wikipedia. Uh, they have a, you know, they're, they're pretty good with, with their information. <clears throat> Wikipedia has, okay, do not disturb, sorry about that. Wikipedia has, has pretty informative pages. I've seen some on there when I was in college. There were, there were some Wikipedia pages that were extremely informative. You know, I, I do think uh, people that are passionate about these subjects go on to Wikipedia and, and create these, you know, these articles. So it's not that I 100% trust them. That's what the professors always said, but this has a lot of in information. Um, so according to Wikipedia, Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. The biblical name for this holiday is Yom Teruah, literally day of shouting or blasting. It is more commonly known in English as the Feast of Trumpets. It's the first of the Jewish High Holy Days, or Days of Awe, specified by Leviticus 23, verses 32, or 23 through 32. They occur in the early autumn of the Northern Hemisphere. Okay, if you want to look up more about those High Holy Days, you can go on Wikipedia and just click the blue link. Rosh Hashanah is a two-day celebration that begins on the first day of Tishri, which is the first month of the civil year, the seventh month of the ecclesiastical year in the Hebrew calendar. Uh, the name of the month is Babylonian. It is a month of 30 days. Tishri usually occurs September, October on the Gregorian calendar. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the Babylonian or Gregorian, Gregorian calendar is not something that God recognizes. And I want to just say right from the get-go that there's, the, there's other calendars that, that come into play with, you know, in, in God's timing. He uses the lunar uh, calendar, I believe. Okay, now I'm getting mixed up. Oh, I should have had, you know what? I can open up in a second here the Enochian calendar. Uh, the Enochian calendar is something that was, um, it was developed around the book of Enoch, which is interesting because that's, that's what we're going through. And there are many... Uh, messianic and and just you know regular other nations 
I should say Gentiles, Christians, that, that specifically will only go by the Enochian calendar. Let me open that up. Okay, so I opened up the Enochian calendar, and this one was created by Nick Vanderlyn. Uh, he has a YouTube channel. I haven't watched many of those videos, so, you know, I'm, I'm just going by. He put a lot of time and research into uh, this, this Enochian calendar. Now, according to him, the first day of the seventh month, he doesn't use Tishri because that is a Babylonian name, is September 19th, uh, a full two weeks after, a full two weeks later. Um, as Yom Teruah, which is Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah. And he says, this is according to the Dead Sea Scroll 4Q, which means in the fourth cave, 394, 3 through 7. Um, and I'm going to be referring to this calendar because I really like it. It is very in-depth. It has so much information. Um, <clears throat> if you want to find it, like I said, it's at Nick Vanderlyn's uh, on his YouTube, V-A-N-D-E-R-L-A-A-N. It also is www.enochcalendar.com. Okay, and it says that on here that uh, the official Enoch calendar, that, that uh, he was the one that calibrated it. So let's, let's go back to, uh, let's go back to Wikipedia. And let's, Read about what is on here for Rosh Hashanah. All right. It's a two-day celebration. First day of Tishri. Like I said, a Babylonian name for the month. There was different names for the months. They were renamed by Babylon, Babylon the Babylonian leaders. You have to keep that in mind. It's been thousands of years since God instituted these feasts. So man has had their hands all over it. And that's why I like the Enochian calendar. I'm not saying it's accurate. Who knows? Only God. But <clears throat> let's continue. Okay, in contrast to the Lunar New, Lunar New Year on the first day of the month, of the first month of Nisan. Nisan is also a Babylonian name. Okay, the spring Passover month, which marks Israel's exodus from Egypt, Rosh Hashanah, or Feast of Trumpets, marks the beginning of the civil year, according to the teachings of Judaism, and is the traditional anniversary of the creation of Adam and Eve. Okay, um, and let's be, let's be clear about Judaism, okay? The word Judaism, Judaism, okay, it's, okay, 
is the Abrahamic monotheistic and ethnic religion comprising the collective religious, cultural, and legal traditions of the Jewish people. Okay. Judaism is considered by religious Jews to be the expression of the covenant that God established with the children of Israel. It encompasses a wide body of texts, practices, theological positions, and forms of organization. Okay, that is including like the Midrash, not only the Torah, but the Midrash. That is by uh, ancient Judaic authorities. And the Talmud, which is the rabbinic Judaism and primary source of Jewish religious law. So I want, I want everyone to, to be very clear. This Rosh Hashanah is, is the way that the, that the Jews of today are expressing what happened, um, at the creation of Adam and Eve, um, when they were blowing, sounding the shofar, um, according to the Torah, and all sorts of things. It is not, okay, the way Judaism is not uh, Messianic Christianity. It is also not the Christianity that we know. Um, so yet we have to, well, I was always raised to believe that Judaism was, was the ways that Christians believe. It's not. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe we'll go into more of that in a minute. Okay. There was a little intermission there. I forgot to feed the birds. They were sitting outside. Okay. So. Rosh Hashanah customs include sounding the shofar, which is a cleaned-out ram's horn, as prescribed in the Torah. The Torah, of course, is the first five books of the Hebrew Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, also known as the Pentateuch, written by, traditionally known, written by Moses. It is following the prescription of the Hebrew Bible to raise a noise on Yom Teruah. Its rabbinical customs include attending synagogue services and reciting special liturgy about Teshuva, which is repentance, is one element of atoning for sin in Judaism. Judaism recognizes that everyone, everybody sins on occasion, but the people can stop or minimize those occasions in the future by repenting for past transgressions. Yeah. as well as enjoying festive meals. Eating symbolic foods is now a tradition, such as apples dipped in honey, hoping to evoke a sweet new year. Okay, I want to add these traditions were put in place. They're, they're not biblical. You know, if you want to follow them, you know, it's like setting off uh, fireworks on the 4th of July. You know, it's, it's not something that God is saying you must eat apples dipped in honey. And they're doing that to evoke a sweet new year. Isn't that kind of like superstition? I don't know. 
an airplane going overhead. I live pretty far out in the country, so that's different. Okay, uh, I mean like a little, you know, personal plane. Um, so now it's going to go into, you know, Rosh meaning head and Shana meaning year, so it's the head of the year. Uh, the term Rosh Hashanah is not in the Torah, is not in the Bible. Leviticus 23-24 refers to the festival of the first day of the seventh month as Zikron Teruah, a memorial of blowing of horns. Okay, Leviticus 23-24, uh, speak unto the children of Israel, saying, in the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall be a solemn rest unto you, a memorial proclaimed with the blast of horns, a holy convocation. Ye shall do no manner of servile work, and ye shall bring an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Okay? So if we're going to, uh, actually, if you're going to, I'm going to open this in, a, in another thing so that I can, so that I can click between links and not and not get okay if if you're going to be um, observing the Feast of Trumpets I'm going to call it the Feast of Trumpets because Rosh the term Rosh Hashanah is not in the Bible okay so I'm not a rabbinic Judaism person um, nothing against you know, what people want to believe. But it's it's also a, um, it's a Sabbath. Okay, now on Wikipedia, it is referred to in some parts as Shabbat, Shabbaton, or ultimate Sabbath, or meditative rest day, and a holy day to God. These same words are commonly used in the Psalms to refer to the anointed days. Numbers 29.1, uh, let me see, do, 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 do. Numbers 29.1, uh, I lost my place, calls the festival Yom Teruah, a day of the blowing of the horn. The term Rosh Hashanah appears once in the Bible, Ezekiel 41. Let me see where that is. In the 5 and 20th year of our captivity, in the beginning of the year, 10th day of the month, in the 14th year after that city was smitten, in the self same day, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me hither. I don't see where that term Rosh Hashanah is used unless it's in Hebrew and I just don't know it. I'm sorry. I am not so good at at my Hebrew. I don't know Hebrew at all actually. Okay. So, but in Numbers 29.1, in the seventh month on the first day of the month you shall have a holy convocation 
You shall do, do no manner of servile work. It is a day of blowing the horn unto you. And you shall prepare a burnt offering for a sweet savor unto the Lord, one young bullock, one ram, seven he lambs of the first year without blemish. And then it goes on and on and on about the burnt offering. Um, and, okay, the, it, I, it goes for 10 days, which ends on, which, which begins Yom Kippur, or Day of Atonement. So in Numbers 29, it also talks about on the 10th day of the seventh month is a holy convocation, afflict your souls, do no manner of work, present a burnt offering, and the sin offering of atonement. So that's where all of this comes out of, uh, Numbers 29. Okay, so let's go back. Um, the term Rosh Hashanah appears at Ezekiel 40, verse 1, where it, is a different, where it has a different meaning, either generally the term of the beginning of the year, or possibly a reference to Yom Kippur, or to the month of Nisan. Okay, Nisan being the month of the barley ripening and the first month of spring okay nisan in sumerian means first fruits there's so many religions they also in akkadian language um you know there's so many religions and things that have lent their meanings to these to these occasions i want to go strictly by what god is saying in the Bible, in Numbers 29, 1, he is saying, you shall have a holy convocation, do no manner of servile work. It's a Sabbath. It is a day of blowing the horn. And, and there, you know, in a nutshell is what it is. It doesn't say that it's two days, but in uh, our English or in, in Jewish understanding, they have it from the 6th to the 8th, ending at sunset. So beginning at sunset on September 6th of this year. It's not every year, just this year. Begins at sunset. It's a Sabbath. And they have it go for two days. I honestly can't tell you why they're having it go for two days. Now I'm going to switch over to the Enoch calendar. <clears throat> okay. Um, they talk about the 10 days of awe, which ends on Yom Kippur, which in our Gregorian calendar is on the 15th, uh, actually the 16th. It begins at sunset on the 15th and ends at sunset on the 16th. The Enochian calendar has it on September 28th as Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement, ending at sunset and beginning on the 27th. Now, these are the days that I'm going to choose to go, go by personally, but I am not going to push my you know, beliefs on anyone. I'm just giving you the information that I feel the Lord has given me. So we have 10 days of awe, beginning on the Gregorian calendar at sunset on Labor Day. Okay? 
The Bible says it is a Sabbath, which is to do no work. Jesus observed the Sabbath, but he also healed on the Sabbath. So the Sabbath doesn't mean not to do anything good or not to do, you know, what the Lord wants you to do. Remember, Jesus does only what the Lord tells him to do or what he has seen the Father doing. He is the Lord. Okay. Jesus does what he sees the Father doing. We do what we feel the Lord is telling us to do. So, I mean, if you want to have a two-day Sabbath, go for it. It's up to you. Everything is by faith. Um, I am going to, myself personally, I'm going to wait until September 19th at at sunset. Let me see. Does it say, you know, it's, it's, it's gotta be at sunset sunset because now on the Enochian calendar, it says September 19th is the first day of the seventh month. Um, he, it also says Noah gathered grapes in the month and made wine. That was in Jubilees. Okay. Now he's also including Jubilees. Um, you know, the other books that were considered there were, there were other books that were considered part of the Bible. So we, you know, just like Enoch was, and then Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, those are also, they, those are biblical where it's inspired writing. Those were Jesus's friends and family. They were the persecuted hiding first Christians. You know, so I absolutely consider the Dead Sea Scrolls as biblical. You know, and I'm not talking about a hard, hard bound book. I'm talking about, you know, what God wrote down, wanted written down for us. So there's Jubilees. Uh, he has Gad the Seer in here. And I've heard of that one. I just have not read it. There's also, what else does he have? Um, of course, he has, you know, the, the books of the Bible, the regular Bible, Jubilees. I know Jasher is considered, um, we have, hmm, I guess that's all I'm seeing right now. But anyway, so let's get back to it. Um, I'm going to read off what what Nick has on his Enochian calendar. So this is for the first day of the Feast of Trumpets or Rosh Hashanah. Um, he has the name of the leader of the order for the seventh month has been lost. It's missing from Enoch 82. I don't know what that is. The leader of the order for the seventh month. Noah's memorial Festival Day of Remembrance, number three of four, in Jubilee six. Yom Teruah, from Leviticus 23 and Numbers 29. Rosh Hashanah, head of sectarian civil royal calendar year Dead Sea Scroll 4Q394. Day one of awe, repentance of unintentional sins, Gad the Seer 14. The mouths of the abysses of the earth were opened and the water began to descend into the deep. Jubilees 5. I'm telling you, this is really, really in-depth. This is a lot of research 
that this guy has done into this. And these are from, from these book, biblical and extra-biblical books. Abram was going to seek the stars for the future rain that year, but repented and declared, My El Elyon, Most High, Thou alone art my El. And Yahweh made promises to Abraham. Jubilees 12. We can say Yahweh, but I, the, the correct pronunciation is Yahuwah. So, I'm going to say Yahuwah. Um, it's more of a breath. <clears throat> Jacob returned to where he slept in Bethel and set up a pillar and invited his father and mother to the sacrifice festival. Jubilees 31. Naphtali was in good health and made a feast this day for his sons of food and wine. And the next morning he told his sons he was ill and was going to die and they did not believe him. Naphtali gave his life testimony to his sons, and in it shared two dreams and visions he had pertaining to the end. This is from the Testament of the Twelve Patriarchs, Naphtali, and Dead Sea Scrolls. Gad the seer received a vision from Yahuwah as he was upon the Gihon Spring. The vision consisted of the heavenly appearance of Elohim, the insight of yearly heavenly judgment of the humans, the cry on an angel like a rant, the cry on an angel like a ram's horn and a blessing of the people who know the joyful shout and walk in the light of Yahuwah, countenance, and a vision of the deliverance of Israel by Yahuwah. Gad the seer, chapter 14. Now he has a question mark here, uncertain. Solomon anointed and made king over the Gihon, blow the trumpets. 1 Kings 1, verses 34 through 35. Burnt sacrifices restarted towards end of Babylonian captivity, Ezra 3. Ezra brought the law back after Babylonian captivity, Nehemiah 8. He has the verses too, but I'm not, I'm not going to read those. You can look it up. Uh, Joel says, blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly. This was on the first day of the seventh month. John the Revelator heard the trumpet on the day of Yahuwah. Revelation 1 and 4. A future prophecy yet to be fulfilled of restored Israel and future ded dedication of the millennial temple with sin blood from sin offering. Uh, Ezekiel 45, verses 18 and 19. All of that happened on the Feast of Trumpets. All right. <clears throat> now, he says it's correct that this all begins at sunset and actually uh, rolls over into the following day, Gregorian calendar, September 7th, Tuesday. Um, September 19th of 2021, which is a Sunday, at sunset, let's see, does he say that it happens at sunset on this day? I, I believe so, because he says it ends at sunset on the 28th, and that would be 10 days later. So it begins at sunset on the 19th. And that's what I'm going to go by. Okay, I need to mark my calendar. I didn't, I didn't mark this calendar. Okay, so let's go back to Wikipedia. After we've heard all of that, it's kind of like, okay, 
Now, let's see what they say. The origin of the, origin of the Hebrew New Year is connected to the beginning of the economic year in the agricultural societies of the ancient Near East. The New Year was the beginning of the cycle of sowing, growth, and harvest. The harvest was marked by its own set of major agricultural festivals. Okay, and then it starts going into other people's civilization stuff. In Jewish law, four major New Year's are observed. The lunar month Nisan is March-April, <clears throat> Gregorian calendar. Um, and that's the start of the three Jewish pilgrimages. Um, its injunction is expressly stated in the Hebrew Bible. This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. However, ordinary years, sabbatical years, jubilees, and dates inscribed on legal deeds and contracts are reckoned differently. Such years begin on the first day of the lunar month, which is Tishri, corresponding to the months of September, October, and the Gregorian calendar. Their injunction expressly states in the Hebrew Bible, three times in the year you shall keep a feast unto me. The Feast of Unleavened Bread, which is Passover, the Feast of Harvest, which is Shavuot, and the Feast of Ingathering, which is Sukkot, which is at the departing of the year. At the departing of the year implies that the new year begins here. Okay? Sukkot is also the Feast of Tabernacles, or in some translations, Feast of Festival of Shelters, Feast of Ingathering, it is on the 15th day of the seventh month of Tishri. Okay? They would make booths. Um, it's also known as the Feast of Booths. I heard it said that way. Let me see what we have on the Enochian calendar. For the Feast of Tabernacles or Sukkot, Sukkot, Sukkot. I think it's Sukkot. Sukkot. I think that's it. That is October 3rd. Okay. Uh, on the regular calendar, Gregorian, it doesn't, doesn't have it on mine. Uh, but that's on October 3rd. Now, these are the three festivals, remember, that are... The three festivals, three times in the year, you should keep a feast unto me, okay? It's, it's those three. The departing of the year implies the new year begins here. So there's new years all over the place. It's, it's all over the place. The reckoning of Tishri as the beginning of the Jewish year began with the early Egyptians and was preserved by the Hebrew nation. Being also alluded to in the Hebrew Bible when describing the great deluge, the flood, at the time of Noah. This began during the second month, counting from Tishri. Okay, so that's why they're talking about the new year being in September, October. Um, all right, now it's going to go into religious significance. Um, these are... Uh, a bit much into Judaism and the Talmud and the Mishnah, and I'm not going to go into those things. That's on Wikipedia. You can look it up if you wish. The shofar blowing. The best known ritual of Rosh Hashanah is the blowing of the shofar, a musical instrument made from an animal horn, like a, a sheep's horn. 
The shofar is blown at various points during the Rosh Hashanah prayers with a total of 100 blasts on each day. I bet it's noisy over there in Israel. While the blowing of the shofar is a biblical statute, it is also a symbolic wake-up call, stirring Jews to mend their ways and repent and find Jesus Christ. The shofar blasts call out sleepers, wake up from your slumber, examine your ways and repent, and remember your creator. Okay, that's from the Mishnah Torah, Laws of Repentance. Um, okay, now this, this is a lot of this is rabbinic Judaism, so let's keep that in mind. Um, we repent daily. We don't wait for one, one day a year. Or, I don't mean to put it that way. They have other days that they observe repentance. Um, <clears throat> so then they, it goes into their prayer service and their customs, what they do the day before, the foods that they eat. Uh, what is this? Prayers recited near natural flowing water. Sins are symbolically cast into the water. I'm pretty sure you know how I feel about that. Uh, the Hebrew common greeting. Karaite uh, Judaism. Jewish religious movement characterized recognition of written Torah alone as theology. Oh, that's, that's Okay, Samaritanisms. Ethno-religious group. Okay, you know about the Samaritan. Duration and timing. Uh, the Torah defines Rosh Hashanah as a one-day celebration. And since the days in the Hebrew calendar begin at sundown, uh, the beginning of Rosh Hashanah is at sundown at the end of 29 Elul. E-L-U-L. <clears throat> 12-month of the Jewish civil year. Month of 29 days. Okay. Since the time of the destruction of the Second Temple of Jerusalem in 70 CE, at the time of this other thing, Rabbi Yohanan ben Zakkai, as, oh, he was maybe the uh, Jew, important Jewish sage, okay. Um, Jewish law appears to be that Rosh Hashanah is to be celebrated for two days. Okay, so there was this rabbi, Zakai, during the time of the Second Temple, um, that, that declared by law that Rosh Hashanah is to be celebrated for two days because of the difficulty of determining the date of the new moon. That is when you can, they, they would just barely be able to see, uh, let's see, the disk is not visible to the unaided eye. But its presence may be detected because it occults stars behind it. Okay. Mm -hmm -hmm. A lot going on in that statement. So, <clears throat> you ever notice, like, the, was it the Russian flag has the star in the moon, in the crescent? Did you know that the moon is transparent when it's not completely lit up all right i believe enoch has some stuff to say about that we'll get to that next week uh okay so 
They observe it for two days because of the difficulty in determining the date of the new moon. In, in the Bible, you would determine the new month by when the moon starts to wax again, where you, when they would very first be able to see the shape of the disc. <clears throat> it's not a round ball, it's a disc. When they would very first be able to see the moon filling up with light, that was when it, uh, the new month began. Okay. Okay, it says, nevertheless, there is some evidence that Rosh Hashanah was celebrated on a single day in Israel as late as the 13th century CE. The determining, there were, they had people in the Bible that their specific job was to watch for the appearance of the crescent. And once they saw it, I can't remember if they would blow, blow a horn at that point, but it would, I think they did, but they would say then they would declare, okay, now is the beginning of the next month. That's how they were able to tell time. That and the stars. All right. Originally the date of Rosh Hashanah. Oh, did I finish that? No, I didn't. Oh, right. Because it goes into the rabbinic and all this other stuff. So I'm only concerned with Old Testament. <clears throat> Um, and Jesus and the apostles recognized that the, uh, calendar set forth from the Old Testament. So more specifically from Enoch, because they carried Enoch's books forward into the Qumran community, which was Jesus's people. Okay. Originally, the date of Rosh Hashanah was determined based on observation of the new moon. Molad is the Hebrew word meaning birth. It refers to the time in which the new moon is born. It's an ambiguous term, okay? And thus could fall on any day of the week. However, around the 3rd century CE, the Hebrew calendar was fixed such that the first day of Rosh Hashanah never falls on a Sunday, Wednesday, or Friday. Why not? Why not? Uh, let me look at these. Was Saturday night and Sunday make up the first day? Why not? Hebrew calendar is a loony solar calendar used today for Jewish religious observance. As an official calendar of the state of Israel determines the dates for Jewish holidays and the appropriate public reading of Torah portions. Oh! <gasps> Oh, tampering with the word of God. No, 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 no. Look at this, okay? According to the Old Testament and Enoch, the Feast of Trumpets starts on Sunday, September 19th. But the Hebrew calendar was fixed in the 3rd century CE. Remember what happened in the 3rd century CE? The Roman Catholic Church got a hold of 
religious things. And they said that Rosh Hashanah would never fall on a Sunday, Wednesday, or Friday. Shame, shame. It is actually on Sunday, September 19th. Oh my goodness. What a scandal. Rosh Hashanah occurs 163 days after the first day of Passover. And thus is usually, but not always, determined by the new moon closest to the autumnal equinox. In terms of the Gregorian calendar, the earliest date on which Rosh Hashanah can fall is September 5th. The latest is October 5th. And will happen again October 2043. Um, starting in the year 2214, the new latest date will be the 6th of October. This is according to the Gregorian calendar. Who's doing this? Oh, man's got his hands all over it. Okay, so there's the end of, oh boy, there's so much in here. There's the end of the Wikipedia thing. Okay, so I'm going to go back here to, uh, no, not that. Oh, yeah, I wanted to, well, I, I typed in Feast of Trumpets and it gave me Rosh Hashanah, okay? So, we learned a lot here today. I did as well. What is actually going on on the Anakian calendar on September 6th? Let's look and see. Nothing. According to the Anakian calendar, nothing. On September 8th, uh, it was day 40 for Judah, and the 430th day Ezekiel laid on his side. Song of the Sabbath Sacrifice is in another column. It doesn't say what that column is for. Um, boy, this, this calendar here, what? This calendar ends on March 20th, 2029. Uh, <laughs> this is running, running longer. So if you want to click off, you can, but I'm going to read what happens at the very end of the Enochian calendar. The sun is in his tabernacle, Psalm 19. Through the course of the sun, these distinctions are made. Literally, they're separated. Enoch, 72. Um, he's going by R.H. Charles. And I need to, I need to um, compare those with the book I'm reading. I'm pretty sure they're exact. But the spring equinox is the great sign upon the earth. Okay. The removed 365th day of solar cycle and the cursed day of Job's birth. Job 3. Enoch lived 365 years, walked with Elohim, and he was not, for Elohim took him. Genesis 5. Absalom pulled his head at every year's end, and the hair weighed 200 royal shekels. Pulling your hair on spring equinox appears to be a pagan practice. Okay, so don't do it. Uh, that's 2 Samuel 14. Kings go out for war. 2 Samuel, 1 Chronicles, Revelation 16. 
Are there not 12 hours in the day? Says Yeshua, Jesus, John 11. Yeshua, Jesus, received word Lazarus was sick and tarried two days. Lazarus died on this day. Um, I want to look at, <clears throat> let's go to March of the year before. Do we, is that in yellow on the year before? Um, I mean, does that happen on every 365th day or is that only in 2029? Okay. It, ha yeah, it happens every, <laughs> sorry. It happens every year on the 365th day of the, of the solar cycle. Uh, is Enoch a solar cycle? The sun is in his tabernacle. Kings go up. On the leap day, there's a leap day, the 366th day of the solar cycle. Okay, they're adding a solar cycle because... And I know I, I have read that where they have to add those days. Hmm. On the 300, <clears throat> excuse me, on the 364th day of the year, according to intercalary day of the seasons. Okay, there's, there's 30 days in every month, according to Enoch. And then they add an intercalary day of the seasons. All right. Kufa, Strong's 8622. Uh, the 364th day of the year, the sun finishes his race and goes into his tabernacle and chamber. That's not Enoch, that's Psalms 19. It's the parents' day of honor. Eld Baron, watcher of the east and spring, Enoch 74. Jacob sent his father and mother clothing um, four times a year. This is really interesting. I'd like to print this off in color. I don't know how many pages this baby is. It started in March 21st of 2019 is when he started doing this. The first day of the month is so long. We might, we might have to do a podcast on this calendar. I am super impressed. I wish I could get it printed in color. How would I do that? Okay. Well, we're at 46 minutes. I hope that was helpful. Um, we didn't get much into what, what they're doing with the trumpets. And I just want to go back to, um, let me open Numbers 29.1. I use King James. Numbers 29. In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a holy convocation. Do no servile work. It is a day of blowing the trumpets unto you. Okay, there's just one more tool that I wanted to add uh, to our toolbox. The Blue Letter Bible. Okay, I have mine in King James Version. You can click any other version. If you go to blueletterbible.org, you can type in any verse. There's there's so much on there. There's tools. But I I went to Numbers 29.1. The one where it's that, that I read several times. Okay. It gives the Strong's Concordance number of each phrase. 
Okay, so it's in the seventh. That's what it starts. That is translated seventh. Okay. Oh, there's just so much you can do with one verse. A month. Sorry to do this to you. First new moon, month, first day of the month, lunar month, new moon. So, so we are talking the lunar month. First day of the month, um, seventh day, you shall have a holy. Let's go to Strong's. Kodesh, sacred place or thing, consecrated, dedicated, holiness, saint, sanctuary. You see how you can really, really pluck apart a verse? Convocation. What's a con convocation? Mikrah. It is a something called out, a public meeting, an assembly, a calling, a convocation, or a reading. So, so yes, they do. They, they would uh, have an assembly and there would be reading. You shall do no servile. Okay, what is servile? Labor. Bondservant. In other words, you should take the day off. Uh, work. Okay, I think work is just work. Occupation. Uh, deputyship. Ministry. Hmm. Business, cattle, industrious, occupation. No work. Okay, it is a day. What is day? Is that just strong day? It's a day. Time, period. Vision of time, okay. A day of blowing. This is where the teruah comes from. Clamor, acclamation of joy or a battle cry, especially clangor of trumpets as an alarm, alarm, blowing, joy, jubilee, loud noise, rejoicing, shouting. That's what it's about. That's what this day is about. If you have a horn, blow it. Blowing the trumpets unto you. Okay, the trumpets unto you does not have a strong concordance, but under the phrase, the trumpets unto you, um, occurs one time in Numbers 29.1. Of blowing the trumpets unto you. So what, what, is, what is that day? No working and shouting and rejoicing, okay? What are they shouting and rejoicing for? What is the trumpet blowing for? It's an alarm, it's a war cry. It's time for the people of God to stand up. Um, some teachers that I respect and watch, it's a shout of joy. Um, it could also be the, the, the shout of joy because it's on, it's time for war, the Lord has come to assist 
the saints. It's the end time battle beginning. All right, am I saying this is the beginning of the Great Tribulation? Uh, well, not necessarily. Are we in it? I don't know. But it is also, and there's, there's all kinds of um, joyful noise, loud noise, cry for battle. There's, there's all kinds of, uh, of um, cross-references down below that you can look at. But it's, it's time, okay, like Leviticus 25, and just cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. That's the Day of Atonement. Um, Leviticus 23. Why did it not take me to Leviticus 23? I wanted to go there. I don't know why. Oh, it just gave me the cross-reference. Okay. So, here we go. Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein, but you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. That is what Rosh Hashanah is. I'm going to observe it on Sunday. September 19th for one day. And that's because that's what the Bible says to do. And it's going to end sunset on Monday the 20th. I don't have a trumpet. I have a banjo. Um, but it is a memorial. All right, and the only thing I can see what it's a memorial for is the creation of the world. Um, commemorates the creation of the world and marks the beginning of the days of awe, 10-day period of introspection and repentance. So, there you go. We're almost at 55 minutes. I apologize for it going so long. Um, that's all we know about the uh, Rosh Hashanah, Feast of Trumpets. We're preparing for the days of repentance, the days of awe. So I will let you go. Um, and I think what I might do is incorporate parts of this Enochian calendar, if there's something going on on here, into the podcast, because this is just... I never really looked at it before, but there's so much research he did on this. I will give that some prayer, and we'll see. But I pray that you all have a blessed day.